Blog Talk Radio. Hey ho, welcome to the show with Brad Singer Radio. I think I need a theme song. I need I need, a mu- oh need lyrics for my theme song, Amy. Amy Veltman, how are you? I'm doing as well as can be expected on this fine election day of 2020. It is a fine election day. It's it's not even that it's like sort of cold out, but it's not that cold out, right? Not where we are. It's, it's not yeah, too it's bad. Not that bad. And hey, I voted early with you. So, that is correct. We voted uh, early together. Yeah, that's a good plan for anybody listening who hasn't voted yet. Uh, vote with a friend. You know, it's an excuse to see somebody outside for a while that you haven't seen, to feel energized, excited. That's great. Now, if you have not voted, you should. Um, and if you have yes. trouble figuring it out, go to IWillVote.com. They have, there is a voter hotline, and you can do it by text. You can do it in Spanish. It's, uh, Not the voting, voter, but the learning. The learning, exactly, like the, the, inf- the information. Um, it is right. a great website. It is a good way to help. And there is a long history on this program of me encouraging people to vote. So I and Amy are both encouraging you to vote because it's very important. It's important in general, but it's particularly important this year. Yeah, it's true. I think that's fair to say. It's very true. Yeah. Now, a- Amy and I remember a little kooky thing called the 2000 election. Oh, my God. It was, I mean, it's the way that our stomachs feel kind of in knots right now. We, we'd, I don't think I had felt that, per se, before. And so it started the day after the election, and it lasted for a month, a month of uncertainty, Right, which is, which is a lot. I mean, you know, just to give you an idea yeah. of how long ago this was, it was a big deal that Al Gore had a BlackBerry. This is the, that, that is the environment that we were in. It was, it was like a super big, like, oh, my God, he's got a BlackBerry. You know, and a BlackBerry, well, for those of you who have no idea, was a, was a, a device <laughs> with a little keyboard that you could send email on. And that was, so having a portable email device was a very big deal, the fact that a presidential candidate had that. So I did not have a BlackBerry. I, I was not cool enough for a BlackBerry. They were expensive. I never had a BlackBerry. I think at that time I still had a pager, maybe. I don't know if I still had my pager by then. I might have because I did have a pager for a while. I probably had a cell phone by that point. I think by 2000 I would have had a cell phone. I, I either just had gotten a cell phone or I was still toggling between a cell phone and a pager. So, you know, it was – if I did have a cell phone, it had been within the year that I had gotten a cell phone. I was living in L.A., which is why I still have a 310 number. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was a very different era. And do you remember at that time, There, you, I'm going to give you a quiz right now, Brett. Do you remember the biggest lie that, and the only lie, really, that I can remember people accusing Al Gore of telling. Oh, God, the lie um, that, they, that he invented the it Internet? It was an exaggeration. Yes, yes. Okay. Al Gore said, I invented the Internet. And people 
I mean, to this day, here we are, 20 years later, we can remember a singular exaggeration that this guy made, and we were all just astounded. And, you know, when I think back on it, I think about the, the way that I speak with my kids or whoever, and I say, you know, iPhones. I've been using iPhones since they came out. I practically invented the iPhone, you know, and it's that <laughs> kind of thing where you – it, rewinding it, it sounds like it might have been a hyperbolic jest, and people just went bonkers quoting it and saying it, it tarnishes his credibility. One lie. Boy, have we come a long way. We have come. We have come a long way. That is true. I, I mean, who knows what other? I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Bush had a bunch of lies, and I'm sure. I'm sure Gore said some, politicians say things that are not true. So I'm sure he said some things right. that were not true. Um, but that certainly was the big one. Now, how can we explain what had? The reason I wanted to talk about this is because I was in a situation where I was texting with someone, a young person. And they didn't know what the mm-hmm. 2000 election was all about. They had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, how can I explain this? So, like, how would you explain it to, say, your kids? Well, there was a tense atmosphere in the air. And at the time, we thought we were polarized. At the time, we thought it was shocking. I mean, I just looked up. Right now, our current president has made 22,247 false or misleading claims, but we were so innocent then, and it seemed like a very high-stakes election of a guy who was smart and a guy who um, was qualified versus a guy who everybody, his biggest qualification seemed to be that he came from a, a political dynasty and that he was the guy that people wanted to have a beer with, but... Uh, his dad had gotten us into some foreign policy trouble. You know, it was just he didn't seem especially well qualified. I mean, of course, he was way more qualified than, than the current president for the job. He had been the governor of Texas. But but he seemed like a good-time guy versus a smart, policy-oriented guy. And the stakes couldn't have seemed higher. And the vibes were kind of electric, kind of scary for that time. And then on the night of the election, do you remember this? I was watching CNN, and all of a sudden, I think it was 10 or 11 p.m., the set caught on fire. Wait, what caught on fire? The set, the CNN set. Oh, my God, I do remember that. Yes. Right. And it felt like it felt incredibly emblematic of the craziness and the stress and the everything, like, oh, my gosh, the world is on fire. And it was right, it's bursting little into fire. little, little did was, we know, but, yeah. Right, right. Nobody was boarding up department stores or anything, but we were, you know, we were just like, ah. So then as the night wore on, uh, it looked like, like Gore had pulled it off, and news stations started calling it for Gore, and then, I can't remember who it was, but they said, not so fast, Florida still seems undecided. And so, I think Gore, had Gore conceded, or did Bush win at first? No, I don't think, no, uh, Gore was like all set to, as I recall, and my my memory right. of this is not perfect, um, Gore was like, the, the everyone had called the election for Gore. 
is they had called mm-hmm. Florida, they called basically they called Florida too early. Is that that is and so right. I put a lot of this on the cable on the cable news channels. I don't know who who it was who called it, but somebody called Florida for Gore, and then they pulled that back. They were like, no, 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 I don't think so. And then I think because I was just reading a little about this, I think that Bush was Bush was then slightly in the lead, and Gore said, you know, I want a recount. I want a manual recount yes. of the machine, you know, ballots because there because there were shenanigans. Like there was the Jews for Buchanan. There, there was a, there was this like heavily Jewish county, and Buchanan, who was an anti-Semite, suddenly they'd all voted for Buchanan. And and because and when you look at the ballot, the ballot was legitimately confusing. It didn't really make any sense. It wasn't well designed. So that was obviously a problem. So, but it's one of those things that you can't fix that. Like you know, you, you then then they got into. I was just reading this. They had they had to go. The courts ruled that they had to try to interpret the intent of the voter. And that's where we got hanging chads and dimpled chads and all of that stuff. So let's explain what those are, because there's this whole issue of undercounts and overcounts. And so so a, a chad is like a little tab of paper that is supposed to be punched all the way through, I think, on these ballots. And so a dimpled chad is when the... Thingy, I forget the word. It's not a stylus, but there's some. It does have a, it. Has a name. It's like a it's like a stylus, but I know what you're talking about. Right. For poking through the thing, it's it didn't poke through hard enough. So you see an indentation on the ballot, but it doesn't go all the way through. That is a dimpled chad. Um, think of the dimples in my cellulite, for example, if you want a visual. <laughs> so then. There's a hanging chad, and that is a chad that the hole goes all the way through, but the the perforation dot thing doesn't disconnect. So it's still dangling. It's it's a hanging chad. And so these uh, ballots were counted by machine, but the, the, the dimpled chads and the hanging chads were considered, quote, undercounts because they could not be registered by the machine. And so the court battles that ensued were all about how do we figure out how to count the the undercounted ballots. And if we count the undercounted ballots, then do we have to um, do we have to process the overcounted ballots, like ballots where two people might have been uh, put on the Two people might have been voted for, but, you know, you could tell that maybe one was an accident and somebody tried to cross it out, but cross outs are no good, you know, things like that. So so they got into the whole thing of equal protection under the law and what does that constitute and how do we protect people. But it, it didn't seem at the end of the day like they were trying to err on the side of enfranchising every voter. It did not seem like that. Um, yes, and that no, seems, no, I, I, yeah. I think that I think that's true. Um, I mean, ultimately, that is a terrible way to vote. I think that that is what we learned, and hopefully, they don't vote that way anymore. Although I'm not sure because on The Simpsons, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, <laughs> but on The Simpsons, they had Homer voting, and it was like that. It was that little punch thing, 
And that's just mm-hmm. a bad way to do it. Like any anytime there's too there's too much possibility for error. And you would have hoped that we learned this in New York. You do a, it's like a scantron. You know, you fill in you fill in the oval and you feed that through. I mean, if you can't do that, then you know I don't know what I don't know what else to do. That seems to me to be the easiest way to do it. Um, I guess the I guess the my favorite was the old style New York voting machines. I don't know if you remember these, but where where there was a giant machine and you had to actually move a little lever. And then you and you pulled this giant lever. It was like boom, boom, you know, and it moved around, and it, it was all. It was I guess that's also mechanical, so that also has a problem. But it felt like you voted, and that's what I. It really was liked. like Vegas, but hopefully not rigged. Exactly, super satisfying. It was a great, great way to vote. I miss it uh, dearly. I, that was that's how I grew up voting. Um, not grew up voting, but I grew up seeing the vote. My mother used to take me into the voting booth. I always <laughs> right. did. You ta- do, you t- do you take your kids to vote? Have you ever done that? I have done it in the past. They don't do it. They're teenagers now, so you can't yeah, take them different. anywhere. But but I did when they were little, and they have been very plugged in this year. I came out this morning from my room, and my oldest daughter was watching CNN, which I've never seen before in all wow. my born days. Wow. Um, but they are very, they're very um, anxiously awaiting results. And I guess it's important that you're doing this show today on Hanging Chads to understand that we have a precedent for not knowing the results for a month. This court case at the Supreme Court was decided on December 12th, right. 2000. So we yep. went from November 7th. I think it was to December 12th without having certainty about who our next president would be. And an interesting thing that I read was that uh, the county in question, I think uh, there were 61,000 votes that were in dispute. And if they had just recounted that county, the election would have gone to Bush, but if they had recounted the entire state and all the irregularities, it would have gone to Gore. So I don't know. For me, part of the significance of that court case and of that era was I think it was the first time where I understood that Supreme Court was not an objective body. It really felt like there was a thumb on the scale for one oh, side. Oh, 100%. And, this, and that, has, that is apparently, it has not been cited in the Supreme Court cases, but it's apparently cited in lower courts all the time. And apparently Scalia, was it Scalia? Do I have this right? Um, yes, yeah, Scalia joined the majority, but privately called the equal production rationale, as we say in Brooklyn, a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and so it's like... Like they, I mean, I think they wanted to hand it to their boy, and my concern is is that that's going to happen again. Is that that is my my son, who's very smart, thinks that that's going to happen again. Is is it going to come down? It's not going to be Florida this time. It's going to be Pennsylvania, and there's going to be some kind of shenanigans. Now, you know, the only way that I think we get any kind of clarity is if there's if there's like a landslide. But I'm just not predicting that. I think I it, it seems unlikely. And and here's the thing: we should wait. Not to be too much of a you know pedant about this, but we should wait. There's no reason this isn't a TV show. You know we don't have to have these results right away. We can we can give it a little bit of time and take. You should take the time to count all the votes. 
no matter what. Even if the model says this or the model says that, don't discuss it. You know why it doesn't? It basically, we've turned the election into a television show. Uh, just to be pedantic, I think it's pronounced pedant. 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 I don't know. Whatever. I like, pedan- okay. I like pedant. I just thought that would be funny to. No, that was good. That was pretty good. Per- okay, but um. You're absolutely right. I heard Stacey Abrams this morning on CNN, which my daughter was watching, saying we'd rather uh, be slow and right than fast and wrong. The yeah, 100%. Are too high to do it any other way. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You, have to, you have to count. If you're not counting everybody's vote, then what is this country? I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's why the 2000 really, really bothers me. Is that it is entirely possible that people's votes were not counted. And if that is if that is indeed the case, then what is the point? Like, well, I don't understand. I'm not just trying to discourage anyone from voting. I think you should absolutely vote. You have to vote because the vast majority of the time it goes fine. But you, we can't have, we we can't have irregularities. That's just that's not okay. The message, I mean, your vote is truly your voice, and we must exercise that voice. And the court decision was a way of saying not everybody's voice matters. And so, I mean, it's, you know, when you say shenanigans or when you say um, irregularities, you know, I think that it can be fairly straightforward to count these votes, you know, to figure out voter intent if you're seeing Jews for Buchanan, who is a avowed anti-Semite. I mean, Come on, people. Um, but but what really, I think where the shenanigans are, are making up the idea of irregularities and making up the idea that there are things that are unfair. Like Harris County in Texas uh, had a huge early voting turnout uh, of people. And because of the coronavirus and safety, they established a very innovative a way to vote, they had drive-through voting booths. And and so people, uh, the GOP sued to say that's not valid, that's a change in the rules, that's a change in the way that you're doing things. I mean, it seems like the shenanigans are efforts not to count votes. And I know. Well, now that didn't why, work. I just yeah. I just need to point out that did not work. I know work, it didn't. So that's which is good. Fabulous. I'm so thrilled. But still, they're going back for seconds. They're they're going everywhere they can to to try to muddy the waters and and undermine our faith in the fairness of this process. And it's devastating. I mean, even if Biden were to win by an indisputable landslide. I still have a big chunk of heart undermined that the idea of a protecting authority, not like a godlike figure or patriarchy, but, you know, the idea of us caring for each other and enabling each other has been so damaged over the last five years. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, there's, there's not – it's not good. It's – it's all very bad. I'm eating a lot of candy. I'm drinking a lot of scotch. There's not. There's. This is not going to be a fun evening. Let Let's just Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you know that uh, 2000. I mean, the 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 few articles I skimmed, which makes me an expert, say that the, the 2000 is going to look like. You know, it's going to. What What happens tonight is going to make 2000 look like nothing. 
And, you know, that's what well, worries me. Like, I mean, yeah. Just you know, like this, and, this whole four years makes Watergate and Nixon look like nothing. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was our nation's robbing of innocence. And I don't know. I say that as, as a white girl. I think that if you grew up in this country black, then you didn't have that innocence to be robbed of. And you were like, you know, and that's, that's what's so disheartening about this is that there have been so many years of so many people being disenfranchised economically, so many different ways, you know, with redlining and not giving um, black people mortgages and not giving them the same benefits in the GI Bill when they returned from World War II and not given the opportunity to build wealth. You know, it's I can see how it's incredibly easy to say we're in trouble no matter who wins. These guys are all the same, but they they really aren't. They really aren't. And I do have hope that if people get out and vote this time, that the the COVID crisis and the protests from the summer and have really underscored how much inequality there is baked into our system. And I think there's some real new, fresh energy to make some systemic changes. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be easy. But I believe the will is there. I I hope you're right. I very much hope you're right. <laughs> I, I just I don't know I, I all, all I all I can do is hope <laughs> I guess I don't, that's, yeah, all that's all I can all I can do and vote and vote that's that's true that is a very good point it, the, the voting is very the voting is very key um, it is very important to vote I I plan on eating a lot of pizza tonight I plan mm-hmm. on it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rough it's gonna be a little bit rough. I know I was. I was talking with my mom on the phone, and she was saying, well, I'm starting already to cook a lot of finger foods uh, so that we can just sit in front of the TV. And I said, Mom, you know that you can bring work into the living room, don't you? And so, uh, you know, she was, she suddenly, I don't know. I don't know if that changed the menu at all, but people are making preparation, you're right, to to eat and drink their way through tonight and Numb the pain. I don't know. The suspense. I, I can't stand being on this razor's edge too much longer. Um, I think you're going to be. I think like 2000, <laughs> um, it's, I think you're going to have to be. I mean, I think finger foods are a good idea, actually. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'd be better to order just a bunch of appetizers. That's not a terrible well, the, idea. The good thing dumplings. about finger foods can shove fistfuls of them into your mouth simultaneously. Right. And and I think we'll need that tonight. I, I think maybe some pigs in a blanket. Where I think we're. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this notion. This is this is potentially very very interesting. So yeah, I I was trying to remember that. Like you said you actually said you remembered where you were when 2000 happened. Like when the when the news came down that we weren't going to get the election. Yes, I was. So I was living in LA at the time, and I had a job as an assistant editor on an interior decorating show called the Christopher Lowell show. And, uh, and so I was driving to the universal lot. I was on the 101 highway and I was very close to my exit. And they said, 
you know, it's kind of like the proverbial record scratch moment. And they said, wait a minute, it's not Gore's. We think it might be Bush, but we're not sure yet. And I was, I was driving to my night shift and I just remember my stomach sinking. I think it was late afternoon, the day after the election. It was, and I, and I kept that sick feeling for a month or was it the next four years? I can't remember. I, I was going to say, years. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not years. like the result. It's not like you love the results. I mean, you know, maybe it, it all worked out, but excuse me. Well, that's the yeah. thing that is very, that's so incredible about it is that it wasn't just the actual result because if I felt like they had said, yes, we want to count every vote and then they counted every vote and the answer at the end of the day was Bush won, I would have felt like not my favorite, but okay, I got it. And, and this is what, and the people have spoken, but my disappointment in the system and in the Supreme court and in the politicization of the process was what was so wrenching for me. It felt so unfair and it was just, I just thought we were a different country than that. I really did. And obviously I've been disabused of that notion uh, many times since, but it was a tough awakening. Yeah. No, it was. How about you? So so young people, I don't remember where I was. I, I, I remember it all happening. Um, I, it felt like it went on for more than a month. And it was, so I read it was a month and I was like, it felt like longer, but I guess it wasn't like, it just, it just felt like it was like, clearly it wasn't. I, that is, that is the mm-hmm. known fact, but it, it sort of felt like it went on for a much longer time. Um, I remember, you know, I was never a Joe Lieberman fan. So yeah. I always, I always sort of wonder if that cost him some votes you know, I don't know, yeah, but yeah, and I remember, I remember he didn't want Clinton campaigning with him, which which seemed crazy to me because Clinton was so popular, and mm-hmm. uh, that just There's seemed so like that magnetic. just seemed yeah. I mean, that just that seemed bizarre, and you know, you're, it, it's so many Democratic campaigns come down to being poorly run. I mean, Hillary's campaign was clearly poorly run. I mean, what what you know, they said she didn't need to campaign in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin wasn't that or Michigan. You know, because and it's like, guess which states you lost? I mean, so, you know, right, right. come on. And so it seems like the Biden campaign is a little bit better run than that. I don't know. I don't well, pay as much attention anymore because I it kind of makes me is. ill. Yeah, I, I do pay a fair amount of attention, but I don't know what. It, it kind of feels paying attention like when I'm flying in an airplane and I'm terrified of flying. And so I. Uh, squeeze my armrest and have this illusion that I'm keeping the plane up by squeezing the armrest. Totally okay. not true. And that's, that's the same way I feel about knowing every twist and turn of the election and the courts and the, you know, my husband feels that way about the counties of each state and how they'll go electorally. I can't get into it that much, but it's an illusion of control and that's why action matters. And so I've made some calls to battleground states, not enough, but you know, I did have one conversation with a voter who was 24 and he said, I can't decide. These guys are the same. They're both creeps. And uh, they, 
they're not the same. Neither one of them is perfect. I can't say Joe Biden is perfect. No, God, no. During the Democratic debates, I didn't look at him. He was one of the very few candidates, along with Tulsi Gabbard and Marianne Williamson, that I remember those names, that I never even considered, you know, too old, too out of it, too this, too that, been there, done that. But I am thrilled. I think he's what we need now. We need a benevolent Grampy figure uh, to say, hey, kids, why can't you just get along? Come here, let me tell you a story. That's, we just need to, to get to the other side of this baloney. I don't even know where that started. I just went on a rant. Yeah, I, I don't know. You lost me a little bit, but that's for. okay. Um, so, <laughs> I yeah, I'm gonna, saying you got, you got, that no candidate is perfect is what I'm saying. And oh, so yeah. No, 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 no candidate is perfect. People who say, oh, I don't like either one of them and are going to sit home, that's not your civic duty. Your civic duty is either to decide which one you prefer, which is the lesser of two evils, or which one can serve the greater good the best, or which one can help your neighbor I am ad- the best. I am adapting this. I am a, yeah, I am adapting this line from a comedian who I cannot remember because I used to watch a ton of Comedy Central, but they did a joke about an optometrist, and I am doing this, and I'm saying you have to use the optometrist method. So is it better like this <laughs> or better like this? Better like this, or be, you know, the optometrist—they flip the little disc, right. so they tell you how do you how do you you know which which way can you see, and that's what you have to do. That is ultimately um, what needs to happen. So, you know, you, which, where, where do you think things are where do you think things are going to be better? For me, it's a, for me, it's a clear choice. But I also think that you know, I get it where you know some of these young people who have never really been through an election before, and they're like, oh, you know, this this I wanted Bernie, and I like this. It's like, eh, okay, time to get over that and just vote for the lesser of two evils. That is what we do. That is how we roll. It's just it, it's it it may not, it's not perfect. It's, it's way it's not, not perfect. I, I think the only time I ever felt really good about my vote was well, – I felt pretty good about voting for Clinton. I take that back. But, I, but you know, like voting for, voting for Obama. Bill. I felt I – felt, um, Hillary. Uh, Bill, but, <laughs> but Hillary, I had no problem voting for Hillary. I didn't mind voting for Hillary, but I don't think she's perfect. You know, whereas mm-hmm. o- Obama was sort of a transformational candidate. So, so Obama, it was like, yes, I'm going to vote. You know, yes, we can. This is exciting. This is fun. You know, this is, this is going to be interesting. But yeah, that was a you know thrill. I, but you know it was like in general it it's like I'm gonna vote for this guy you know like I'm gonna vote for the guy who is more likely to let women you know continue to have control of their bodies and you know the the, the one who is more likely to not you know stack the courts and be, be against things that I'm against or for excuse me for things that I'm against so it's for me it's simple. But I, I, tr- I try to understand because I've got kids, you know, the younger, the younger perspective, and I get it. But I think you have to get over it ultimately. I think you just need you need to vote, um, and you need to vote the way I tell you to. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> well, you know, there's also I don't know. There's a lot of ways to decide. I mean, I think a lot of people have asked, "Am I better off than I was four years ago?" And that's one metric but there's also ways to think you know are my neighbors yeah is the country better off like 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 the problem with that is like i know rich people are definitely better off than they were four years ago you know and we happen to live in a neighborhood that has a lot of 
in it. I bet most of the people that live around us are doing much better than they were four years ago. But, you know, we're we're also seeing a lot. We live in a city where, you know, we've lost about 25,000 people's lives to COVID. And, you know, there are countries that have, big countries that have lost so many fewer. And you just have to ask. It's about harm reduction and community and neighbors. It's not just about me. No, it can't be about you. If it's only about you, then what are you doing? I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta expand. You have to, you have to think, you know, think globally, act locally, whatever the phrase is. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah, only think right. about yourself. You can't. You have to right. think about. You have to think about other people. Think about the bigger picture. You know, I, I, it's not like I love every Democrat, but I'm more, that's just, that's where I'm aligned. Like all things being equal, I probably would, would not register with a political party just because I'm not much of a joiner, which is not to say mm-hmm. that I think that that's a good thing. I just, you know, I'm not a guy who joins clubs. That's just never really been who I am. But yeah, Maybe but at the you. same time, cool. you know, I don't when it comes, I am much more aligned with democratic values, and therefore that's how I vote. You know, and I'm putting my heart on my sleeve here, and you know, I'm I'm putting this out there, and anyone can hear. But if you do research on me, you can figure it out. It's not that it's not that difficult. <laughs> well, if you do research on me, you can figure out how I feel too. I just my name is Amy Veltman, V-E-L-T-M-A-N, and I just posted a song on YouTube called "Not the Same." about how these two guys, you know, it's easy to think, oh, they're the same, we turn out the same no matter what. And and so I I wrote a little ditty to disabuse people of that notion. So if you want kind of an entertaining way or an annoying way, I had one person say the beginning of the song is annoying, but it gets better um, to to process this, then uh, you can go there and and check it out. But I, I think you're... I don't know. I, there's another group of people that I've tried to get in the minds of to understand voting. And I used to be very sympathetic with people who made their choice based purely on their feelings about abortion. And I don't agree, I believe strongly in a woman's right to choose what happens with their bodies and their lives and, and you know, only figured out after I had children how massive, massive, massive the impact is on a woman's life um, when they have a child. And I really believe that, you know, forcing a woman to do that against her will is a recipe for disaster. That's awful. I do understand people, or I used to understand people that had a line in the sand where they genuinely believed or believe that, you know, it's, quote, killing a baby. And I guess what I have a harder time with that after the last four years because I've seen so much disregard for existing life. I mean, this figure of 220,000 people in our country dead from the coronavirus and the president not wearing masks and just not leading um, or not even letting smart people lead. You know, we had Fauci. Fauci's the author of some of the most important uh, books on how to practice medicine. He's not just a TV spokes guy. He's been in the game 
existence before we even knew that the game. He's was not just a TV played. guy. What are you talking about? He's just he's a guy. Not, he's, he, that's all know, he is. Google him, kids. Exactly. But um, you know, I I just I have a hard time. There's the way that that immigrants have been treated as non-human. Um, they are humans. They are running from really terrible circumstances to put themselves and their families in harm's way to get here. And, you know, I just feel like, like we have to take care of each other as we exist when we certainly have feelings and needs and wants and, and can, you know, feel all the things that people are claiming these little cell clumps have. Um, We got to take care of the living people and, you know, I think some of, I don't know, I, I really, I have a harder time understanding the idea that pro-life equals anti-abortion. I think pro-life needs to be expanded as an idea. I personally consider it anti-choice, but that's just... No, no, no. Anti-choice is more is more accurate. I mean, ultimately, the the beliefs need to be more consistent. It's like you know, I'm I'm anti-abortion, but I'm pro-death penalty, and it's sort of like okay, <laughs> you know, that's the classic. That's it's 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 too easy, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Right. You know, I but I, I understand what you're saying though is that you want to be sympathetic. I I want to be sympathetic to everybody, but that is much harder in this political environment. It is much harder when I'm being yelled at. When I'm worried about going outside because I hear rumors that the Proud Boys are going to start rioting and, and you know, if, if Trump loses, you know, that there's yeah. – it becomes a lot harder to to hold back. You know, that um, – I listened to Judy Gold. I read her book, and she basically says comedians mm-hmm. have to be very outspoken about this stuff. And I am not. I freely admit that. And I – part of that is I don't feel like I've got the I, – I, like, I don't have the jokes. Like, if I had jokes about it, I would, I would do it. But, I, you know, I don't. That's not what I write. I'm not just gonna. I'm not just gonna yeah. get up there and, and talk about hacky stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna do what I do. I'm gonna do my act. Like I have a show on Thursday. Thursday, we're not gonna know. Like it's gonna be undecided. That's that. I, I would almost guarantee that that Thursday, there's not gonna be clarity, and things are probably gonna be. Do you a little hear weird. me weeping? I, I, well, I'm just telling you what I think. I don't know if I'm right. I've been wrong, but believe me, I also said hairspray the musical. No one's gonna want to see that. So you know, I'm often wrong. I am frequently wrong. So let's just keep that in mind. It, it is entirely. Right. Po- there are other examples. That's just an easy one. So That's you know, who one. knows? It, it was. I was. I listened to the soundtrack. I had. I had like a. I had like a, a pre a pre sampler. You know, like a pre-show sampler. It had right. three songs, like "Good Morning Baltimore," and I'm like, I'm like, who cares about this? This is boring. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. What do I know? I, I produced Pirates of Penzance yeah. on a boat. It was a good show, but we didn't make any money. You know, things happen. They, oh, mistakes were made. Funny. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I'll give you the CD. It was a good show. But okay, okay. Uh, it was it was really good. I was very I'm very proud of what we did. It just unfortunately it lost. You know we didn't make any money. I mean I wish we had, but obviously. But it just you know it's hard it's hard to do a show on a boat. It's very difficult. Lesson learned. It's Lesson learned. Concept, don't do plays though. on boats. Like no plays on boats. Dinner theater. Was it dinner theater? No, we we couldn't do that. It was complicated. There, there were a lot of rules that we didn't know about with the boat. Like we couldn't do matinees all of a sudden. We thought we were going to be able to do matinees, and then suddenly we couldn't. So we had to do like you know Sunday night shows, and those didn't really work. And you know it was, 
I don't know. It was hard. Dakes were made. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It sounds like flashing back on this is more difficult for you than flashing back on the 2000 election. It was a rough time. This was 2001, and it was rough. I I'm not going to lie. There there were it wound up in the people's court. You know things there 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 were there were a lot of ramifications. I wound up on the people's court. Yes, because we didn't. There was a bill that we didn't have money to pay, and the guy decided to sue. And so we went to the people's court. And the thing about the people's court is they pay the judgment no matter what. So I said, this is great. Well, I'll get the bill paid. I went in there with no intention of winning because we were wrong. We did, we had, you know, the I made a defense just to sort of make a good faith effort. But ultimately, right. I you know, we the guy did some work. I thought he wildly overcharged us and he he totally misrepresented what he what he, the work he was going to do and what he was going to charge us and the whole thing. But ultimately, you know, it was a show if, if you I don't know if you've ever produced theater, but when you produce theater commercially, you have the money that you have and then it's gone. You know, and when it's gone, there's not any recourse to get it from anybody else. Like you can't sue the right. the individuals. He couldn't go after. Him. He tried to sue me personally, but he's not allowed to do that. Like because we have we have LLC protection. So and even if he had, there wasn't any money. Like I didn't have I didn't have any money at the time. So when the opportunity came to go to the Supreme the Supreme Court, the, the People's Court, <laughs> I said, you know, sure, why not? What the hell? Let's go and I'll get your bill paid. And that's what I did. So, but there's you know so footage did of me. Did he prevail or did he? No, no, he prevailed. That's what I'm saying. I lost. Nobody ever wants that. Right, that's right. Like, it, that's that's not the story people want to hear. They want to hear you went on the Supreme Court and you won, because the, the People's Court rather and you won. I keep saying Supreme Court. That's hilarious. Um, right. And that's not what happened. What happened is I went on the People's Court and I lost. And people on the street were like, and it was it was that uh, Harvey Levin guy from TMZ. He's asking people on the street like, uh-huh. you know, what do you think of this? They're like, this guy's a pirate. He's gonna he's He's a he's a bad man. <laughs> it was great. It was so funny. I had the best I time. I think that would be scarring. That's really that's very rough. But it, it, I don't know. I'm not, I, listen, I it's not. It, it was my point is is that a lot a lot happened then. You know, my son was born during that time. There was a lot a lot went on during that time. Nine eleven. Do you remember no, that? No, we missed that. We missed nine eleven. We we missed nine eleven by. But we were we were down at the South Street Seaport. So had we stayed, we closed August 31st. If we had stayed open, we would have been open during 9/11. But we were not because because really? we already closed, your we closed show the show. Was there? That's where your I'm sorry? show was. Wait, you're That's you're breaking your up a little. That's where show was. Oh, sorry. So your show was at the. It was at a boat docked at the South Street Seaport. Yes, it was actually on a boat. Like it was legit on like a 19th century. Uh, I used to know what the name of the ship schooner? was. Schooner. It's not a schooner, but it's it's something like that. You know like some sort of ship name. Wow. It was interesting. So I did not think we were going to talk about this. I didn't either. What a silver lining, though, that you guys got out of there in time. Uh, we did, yeah. I mean, it was, it, we, you know, it was fine. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't connect the two. But, I mean, it's, just, it's interesting right. because it was really like, you know, yeah, we better close the show. We're not doing that well. Or last week we did Killer. But, you know, um, what are you going to do? But, uh, no. You, you, certainly, you didn't wouldn't want to be producing a show in the midst in the midst of all that. That would have been very unpleasant. But that's not the worst it's thing in- that happened. Clearly, no. Yeah, but it's interesting to talk about. You know, I I was uh, a couple years later was involved in a creative project that had a lot 
of heartbreak associated with it. And it was something I believed in passionately and it was exciting and heartbreaking all at the same time. And I don't know, even though these two ideas sound very unrelated, Pirates of Penzance on a Boat and you know, the, the election, I do think there's something to be said for that, the importance of just getting out there and putting it out there and making yourself vulnerable. And it hurts sometimes, but that's what it means to be a person. And that's what it means to, to be in a system and to be a human. And I don't know, I'm maybe I'm being too English major about it. No, no, not too, not, no, I think that's good. We do have to, we have to wrap up, but the main thing that I want everyone to take away from this is to vote. Please vote. It is very important to vote. And I think you still have a chance because it's Election Day. And brave the lines. Do whatever you need to do. But please get out there and vote. Um, Amy, I agree. Where can, we fi- where can we find you online? You can find me at my website, amyveltman.com. amyveltman.com. That's right. I'm at brettsinger.com. So this is uh, – oh, cool. we try to make it very easy. Um, all right, everybody. Have a great day. Hang in there. And uh, we'll be Not back. Not like a chat. Fr- We'll be back. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll go back to daily if things get a little, things get really crazy. I might need that. So um, hang in there, and above all, stay safe. Take care of us. Thanks for having me on, Brett.